This is the Royal Rumble Fallout. This is episode 50, and this is a shot of wrestling. I be busting freestyles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker Kane. Sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman Brain. Get this dude love, and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Captain Jack. It's Patty Gag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal when I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with MJP. Yes, that is right. It's me. It's me. And only me. It's your boy, MJP. For those loyal listeners, if you're still listening, you guys know throughout the past couple of months, Green Man has made a no secret that he has been expecting a little Green Man. Well, expect no longer. As of this past week, little baby Logan Greenman has arrived. And therefore, Green Man can no longer come here every week as he has to be home to help raise his child into a Smackdown fan if I have anything to do with it. So unfortunately, the powers that be here at A Shot of Wrestling have to wish Abel Greenman Greenman the best in his future endeavors. So for this week, you just got me. If you're still listening, appreciate it. You have a great show ahead of you. Action-packed. A lot of stuff happened this week. So please continue listening. If that's not enough, we have a big announcement coming up. So you want to stick with it and see what that was. Well, yeah, it's really weird about Green Man. Let's see what happens. It's been a while since I've done a show by myself. It's very weird, but hey. I have to wear pants. Awesome. Let's start off like we start most things off. Words of wrestling. This week's word is legit. Short form for the word legitimate. Duh. This term refers to real life incidents or events that have not been booked or scripted and are therefore not a part of fictional or kayfabe presentation for example a legit wrestler has a background in actual fighting a legit event is one that is actually taking place outside of kayfabe a legit fight is when two wrestlers actually come to blows and in this week's case unfortunately unfortunately a legit injury one injury that has not been faked it is often used as the synonym for shoot now that we know the meaning of this week's word, you can play along to this week's drinking game and take a shot every time we say the word legit. Now, this is the part of the show where I throw the green man at the bar. However, he is not here like we've been saying. But the show must go on. I cannot leave the studio because I have to press buttons and turn dials and shit. So I'm going to throw it over to our resident bartender, tonight anyway, Mike. 
is behind the bar, slinging drinks. Mike, are you there? Yeah, so you want two bump lights or two Jacob bombs? Is that what you're telling me right there? Oh, shit, hold on a second. Yo, hello, buddy, are you there? Yeah, Mike, I'm here. Uh, sounds busy back there. How you doing? Fuck, fuck yeah, it's crowded over here. I know what's going on. People are Jacob bombs. So, uh, what's going on over there? Not much, bro. Uh, usually, Green Man's over at the bar, and Charlie takes care of us, hooks us up. But neither one are there tonight. So, it is up to you, my friend. Do you have this week's shot? Yeah, of course I do. This week's shot is called Ric Flair. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Sounds good. The ingredients are as follows. You have a half ounce of Southern Comfort. How you doing? half ounce of cranberry vodka how you doing a splash of cranberry juice how you doing and a splash of lime juice how you doing you mix in a chilled shot glass and boom or should I say woo there you got the Rick Flair's your mic actually sounds uh, not too bad usually um, Green Man will come up and give me the shot when he comes back, but he's not here, so I believe we have arranged for you to send over somebody to bring me the shot. That's right, we got someone here for you right now. Yeah. Um, don't don't send Steve. Steve's yeah. kind of a dick. Is Megan there? Megan's here. Yeah, I like Megan. Megan's not Megan. Yeah. Send her over instead. We've got a boss. She'll be there in a jiffy. Alright, thanks, Mike. Uh, good job this week. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy. While we for Megan to come up. Let's celebrate Black History Month. From humble beginnings in the small town of Perry, Georgia, Ron Simmons' rise to prominence in the squared circle would start on a completely different playing field altogether. The soft-spoken Simmons first made noise on the gridiron as a two-time All-American nose guard for the vaunted Florida State Seminoles. Simmons' uncanny athleticism and punishing strength would, in turn, make him a perfect fit for the wrestling ring. Boy, this Ron Simmons is power personified. On August 2nd, 1992, the powerful superstar would make history becoming the first African-American to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Simmons' monumental victory would in turn pave the way for an entire generation of future African-American superstars. In 2009, Ron Simmons was elected to College Football's Hall of Fame. Simmons was the first Seminole defender to have his number retired, a distinction that has since been bestowed upon the likes of Fred Beletnikoff, Derek Brooks, and Deion Sanders. And three years later, the man who could say it all with just one word Honored. was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. We all try to live and leave a legacy of something that we're most proud about. And for me, I can tell you without question, it is becoming the first black 
World Heavyweight Champion. In recognition of Black History Month, WWE proudly honors Ron Simmons. And a shot of wrestling. Thanks. Call me. I'm serious, Meg. Call me. Let's go out. Oh, here we go. Um, so, Ron Farouk Simmons, on behalf of the WWE, that I couldn't edit out, and the shot of wrestling, thank you for all you've done. You know, what a great way to kick off Black History Month. Or, I guess it's now it's known African American History Month. Seems way too loud. Um, either way, congratulations. So, I got my Ric Flair shot in hand. Let's give it a shot. Whew. Ah. Woohoo! Woo! Ah, wow. That's not too shabby. Good job, Mike the bartender. Thanks to the beautiful Megan for delivering it. Wow, that's it's uh sits pretty nicely. Oh wow, really good. Alright, um Big event this weekend. Let's get right to it. The Royal Rumble. Let's breeze right through the result. On the pre-show, you had Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi defeat the team of Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia in 9 minutes and 35 seconds. Long match for a pre-show, especially for women. Good job. I heard it was a great match. I don't watch the kickoff show. Who cares? Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Green Man's Boys, defeated Cesaro and Sheamus to become the new... Raw Tag Team Champions in only 10 minutes and 29 seconds. And finally, Nia Jax defeated, <clears throat> excuse me, Nia Jax dominated Sasha Banks in a mere 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Well, to those of you who watched, it sounded like a good show. Then we move on to the main show, which I have in the studio as we speak. Charlotte Flair defeated... Bailey in 13 minutes and 5 seconds. Kevin Owens retained against Roman Reigns. Thanks to Rob Strowman in 22 minutes 55 seconds. Neville defeated Rick Swan in 14 minutes even to become the new Cruiserweight Champion. And as we found out, the true king of the Cruiserweights, John Cena defeated AJ Styles in 24 minutes and 10 seconds to become the 16-time world champion. You hear that? That's a shot hanging in my throat. And finally, the big event itself. Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns were left as a final four, so I guess myself, Greedman, and the Bullies were all wrong last week. But in the end... The Viper, Randy Orton, eliminated Roman Reigns to win his second Royal Rumble. His first, as most of you know, was back in 2009. And little tidbit, he is now only the seventh wrestler to win multiple Rumbles. And how could we forget that match lasted an hour, two minutes, and six seconds. Braun Strowman scored the most eliminations this year with seven. Surprise, surprise. Uh, my show is SmackDown. The blue brand only had one match in the whole four hours. Yeah, Raw Rumble was four hours this year. We only had one match on the main event show. We had, what, two? 
We, we had one on the pre-show, one on the main show, but I'll take it because that one match stole the show. Match of the night, match of the year, as we are only a month into it, but a match of the year contender, John Cena State. Oof, great job. Uh, I don't understand how you guys still say John Cena sucks. Every time, who was talking to? Talking to somebody and uh, they said AJ Styles had a great match. When's the last time AJ Styles had a bad match? To which I retorted, when's the last time John Cena had a bad match? And he could not answer me. So I just don't understand why you guys say John Cena sucks still. This is the best part of having a show by myself. I can go on a soapbox and say, John Cena's awesome. I know most of you do respect him, but John Cena's awesome. Congratulations, champ, on 16 times, which I don't know if we talked about it on air, but I know me and Greenman, Greenman, sorry, talked about it. Uh, what's more impressive, Ric Flair's 16 championships in a multiple array of organizations, or John Cena being the guy for what, 10 plus years, what's 12 plus years now going on, and winning 16 times? I would say it's John Cena. For being the guy, the top dog for as many years as he has been. Way longer than Hulk Hogan. Way longer than Stone Cold. Way longer than The Rock. Way longer than whatever, Bret Hart. Way longer than Shawn Michaels. So congratulations to John Cena. I look forward to you breaking the record. When will that happen? Who knows? That was Royal Rumble overall. Not that great of a show. Outside that John Cena match, it was alright. A lot of people apparently were butthurt that Roman Reigns came out number 30. And I I agree, it was a little anticlimactic. There was not that many big surprises this year. I guess it was, what's his name, at number 10. And the gentleman, Jack Gallagher. But there's no real big surprises, no surprise returns. But yes, Roman Reigns came out number 30. And if you watch the videos, there was a lot of people upset. Many people many people expected uh, Finn Balor. A lot of people were expecting Samoa Joe. But to that I say, just relax. You know, enjoy the show. As we found out the next night, as we'll get into in the news... They know what they're doing. And I personally believe Samoa Joe's debut was much better off on Monday, in which the way they handle it, than on a random Royal Rumble. So, yeah, Rumble's alright. Wasn't anything special. But, congratulations to Randy Orton. Great way to represent the blue brand. And we'll see what happens at. Mania. I hope the rumors are not true, but let's see what happens. The other big new, uh, big event this week was WWE 24/7 WrestleMania Dallas. Now, this 24/7, if you guys cannot gather by the title, revolved around WrestleMania 32, which was held. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play Blues Clues. Let's play Dorley Explorer. WrestleMania 24-7 Dallas revolved around WrestleMania 
32, was, which was held in what city? Yeah, congratulations. It was Dallas. Good job. You guys got a star for playing along. Um, I watched it. It was awesome to relive the moments that we didn't really get to see on a camera and forget everything that was actually bad about the show, bad about the build. And uh, it really included everything. You had Shane and his kids, Charlotte talking about her brother, Zack Ryder and his journey, and of course, AJ Styles. Overall, the show, actually, in my opinion, was great. I loved it. It was thoroughly enjoying, enjoyable. It went quick. It's an hour long. went quick. And I was surprised to see that it went that fast. As the biggest Zack Ryder fan that I know, I never knew Zack Ryder had those cancerous tumors in his body, in his in his foot. I never knew people can get cancer or tumors in their foot. And it spread, of course, to his lungs, like you mentioned. Which made watching Ryder win all over again that more awesome of course he had Stone Cold Steve Austin greet him and said that he earned it earned it years ago but now that he actually won it nice nod to Zach Rodney all that he's done for this company in the last 10 plus years and uh like I said I'm so glad that had that he had this moment especially now knowing his backstory and despite what happened the next night in Raw Whatever happened afterwards, it was great. It was great to relive that moment. For me, I was looking. I think I saw myself running to the ring when they did a wide shot. But it was great. Congratulations to Zack Ryder again. Roman Reigns was talking about how he has his haters, and of course he has supporters like myself. But at the end of the day, they are all standing for him. Great point, bro. Great point. Good job. Keep it coming. Another interesting point to me that I found surprised to learn was that we were all able to see how the New Day found inspiration for their incredible entrance this year, this past year, and how far they have come within 12 months. They were just, like I said, on the no, no, I think it was a pre-show back then. They were nobodies. They were a joke. Everyone hated them, but they hung, they hung with it, and they, uh, wow, what a year they had. Everyone was distracted by AJ Styles this past year, but last year... Great year by the New Day. Surprise, surprise was how much stock Vince has in them. How they had to do their shtick at the stockholders. I think it was stockholders, right? Stockholders or advertisers. I don't remember offhand. I didn't write that down. Um, they were doing the... Big E was doing his shtick and Vince was laughing his ass off. So, good for the New Day. Doesn't look like they're going anywhere. Breaking up, I should say, anytime soon. Well, so uh, AJ Styles was talking about how he finally made it to WrestleMania and as somebody who's done it all. I cannot imagine what he was thinking. Because he's done it all. Like I just said, he, like there's nothing left for him to do except have a match at WrestleMania. And apparently he made it seem like that is actually a big deal for these indie guys. And WrestleMania is the place everyone wants to be. Well, he did it. He did it, and he lost to Chris Jericho, but you saw him backstage with his family, and he told his kids, hey, kids, no matter what, I won. And uh, luck would happen. <laughs> he definitely won. Was, I never saw AJ's kids before. Hmm. Don't look like him. Hmm, whatever. Um, Charlotte opening about her brother and carrying on her, her father's legacy. That was the emotional point of the night. 
Um, yeah, as most of us know, Ric Flair's uh, son passed away a couple years ago. And I can't imagine. Uh, Charlotte mentioned, touched upon how her brother made her come to him, with him, to these wrestling schools. And imagine what would happen if he, if she didn't go with him. And I do not want to imagine that because Charlotte Flair is tearing it up. Good job, Charlotte. But that's got to be rough. I can't imagine that. If the robe, the robe she wore, we all knew was mimicking her father's robe, but to be actually made of the same material, that's badass. And of course, the emotional moment of the night for me, I guess most people, I have no one to talk with, so I don't know. Shane McMahon and his family. It was a cool interaction between Shane and uh, Randy Orton earlier. I think it was the Hall of Fame. But finally getting that back. Uh, I wrote something here, I can't even read it. Um, see Shane with his kids and his wife and having his kids, their kids' reaction when he found out they're going to escort their father down to the ramp. And seeing Vince tear up, get emotional when he saw his grandchildren come out on the stage that he created. That was pretty cool. You don't see Vince break down like that. And of course, as Shane talked about on the interview with Mick Foley, it was on a podcast, right? It was an interview with Mick Foley, that crappy interview. He mentioned how he finally got one of those pats on the back and I'm proud of you moments with his father who does not give those out that often after his match with The Undertaker. And we actually got to see it filmed and recorded. It was great. It was very, very touching. Good job for Shannon. Good job for Vince. Beautiful moment. Caught on camera for me. And I like about these 24-7, it's great to see what goes on behind the scenes, which isn't usually the case for us fans because you only get to see what goes on in the ring, what they show us backstage. So it's cool to see, especially the build to WrestleMania. And it's really amazing. It's really amazing how they do this. Um, 24 hours are great and this Dallas special was no different and you get to see the excitement of each performer and how proud they were to have made it this far to have made it to the grandest stage of them all it's kind of inspiring inspiring me personally to do nothing but it's inspiring Uh, every wrestling fan if you guys have not watched this I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've not watched this you don't exist but if you have not watched 24-7 WrestleMania Dallas, you should. It just shows you how do I put this? The um, We have to understand how big of a deal WrestleMania is to these performers who bust their ass all in AJ Styles all their life. And most of like Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, all year to make it to the stage of WrestleMania. Like, noted, it was the first time in 10 plus years Zack Ryder got to hear his entrance music, which makes Screen Man's gift way more special. If you're not a wrestling fan, if you know somebody who's not a wrestling fan, it's still a must watch. It just puts everything in perspective. 
watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Maureen, from work, who scoffs at me every time I mention wrestling or WrestleMania. Yeah, bitch, watch this. After much wrestling, WrestleMania, she's just giving you a little, you know, eye roll or scoff. Whew. Bitch, you gotta watch this. Uh, the other thing, for me personally, I'm gonna touch on before we are running way too long. Yeah, but myself, running long. Surprise, surprise. Was finally the ESPN 3430. This was the XFL premiered this week. Actually, uh, yesterday, the second. The documentary before it was released was described as follows. A bold challenge, a fearless experiment, and an ultimately spectacular failure. In 2001, sports entertainment titans Dick Embersall and Vince McMahon used the marketing behemoths of their respective companies, NBC and WWE, and launched the XFL. It captured headlines in a sense of undeniable anticipation that what was to come another great documentary that's all I gotta say it was great uh, it was cool to learn how the XFL was created and how the partnership with the NBC came about which was pretty much the last spur of the moment Dick Emerson just watched this press conference Fitz McMahon with the balls of steel had his press conference the XFL will debut within the year and he didn't even have a TV deal and Dick Ebersol his one of his closest friends longtime friends was watching it and uh, budding about a boom that's how NBC and the XFL came into partnership um, to follow along with the epic rise and the of course disastrous fall it was a nice trip down memory lane I was one of the biggest XFL fans that I knew I went to a Catholic high school, and every time we had a dress-down day or a dress-down week, I would always rock my XFL t-shirts, the Hitman t-shirts, the Hitman jerseys. Um, however, as many of us XFL loyalists know, XFL was not a total failure. And thankfully, on this documentary, they touched upon it. When they're talking about how they want to revolutionize the way XFL would be presented, it was funny to learn how one of the guys was spending a sky cam. Nobody understood what that meant. So what they did was he got him in the room and played Madden, the latest Madden at the point, and showed him this is the camera angles we want to use from a video game. Um, they still mic'd players. They had a unique way of how the players introduced themselves. XFL allowed an all-access nature interviewing coaches having an on-field camera, steady cam, which I did not even realize that was an XFL creation. Um, yeah, and all that stuff I just mentioned was touched upon and how it was revolutionized the way XFL, uh, XFL, the NFL produces itself. NFL stole those from the XFL. They're trying to say the XFL is competing with the NFL. But to my point, which was Vince's point, XFL wasn't in competition. XFL was started after the Super Bowl, which left many fans like me, a huge void who liked football. There was nothing to do after the Super Bowl. We had to wait till August, and that was only for preseason. The XFL was from what? 
February to I think it was June for the championships, including playoffs. Yeah, and it worked. But then we only had July to get through from football. Uh, Jerry Jones, who's a uh, friend of Vince and Dick's, the owner, for those of you who do not know, of the Dallas Cowboys, he thankfully gave the XFL credit for all the techniques I just listed and even went as far as to say the NFL's current success, always it, for the past 16 years to the XFL. A little bold statement. Um, but yeah, still cool to hear from Jerry Jones, one of the titans of the NFL. Finally giving XFL some credit. Yeah, Bob Costas is such a smug prick. Uh, he just hates wrestling. He just hates Vince McMahon. He just hates the idea of the XFL. Well, the sad part is he's not alone. But yeah, this documentary, he came up like a dick. Oh, man, I fucking hate Bob Costas. Oh, man, if you're a Mets fan too, you gotta hate Bob Costas. Uh, Tommy Maddox. Let's get back to the topic. Tommy Maddox, who was the one of the best players besides He Hate Me, who won the XFL championship with LA Extreme, went on to an NFL career and actually won Super Bowl XL. I wanted to transfer these figures before I recorded, but oh, too late. Uh, XL, uh, whatever. Uh, he Hate Me played with the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 38. And a star they focused on in the documentary, Paris Bennett, played in Super Bowl XLVI 3. 20, you know, 10, 20, I don't know, So if you've not seen XFL 30 for 30, check it out. If you've not seen uh, 24-7 or so many of Dallas, check it out. Both are great documentaries. Both are great trips down memory lane and both give you a great perspective on the brand and what they produced. Alright, that's all from me. Yeah. Guys, ain't getting off that easy. It's time for some news. And there's a lot of news to get through. So, uh, Larry, take it away. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty. <laughs> All right, first news topic this week. Let's lower that a little bit. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins. His right knee was re-injured during Samoa Joe's attack on Raw. Rollins tore his right ACL, MCL, and medical meniscus in November 2015, which left him out of action for a number of months. WWE is reportedly had reportedly held a meeting this week to discuss WrestleMania 33 plans in the event Seth Rollins is not medically cleared for his planned match against Triple H. Here's a Interesting little side note, the original plan was to have Joe debut on SmackDown and work a feud with John Cena, although those plans recently changed, and it was decided that Joe would debut on Raw with a program with Rollins. The E is considering a couple of ideas going forward, one being that Joe could transfer over to SmackDown and work the program with Cena like originally planned, or... 
stay on Raw, and build up to a WrestleMania match with Triple H. It all really hinges on the severity of Rollins' latest injury. However, there could be some very good news for Seth Rollins. The early word on his injury is that there could be a chance that he could still wrestle at WrestleMania. The belief is that he only has a torn MCL, which means he could possibly be only out of action for eight weeks. And WrestleMania, I believe, is only nine weeks away. So it'll be cutting it close. But we'll see what happens. Seth Rollins, speedy recover, my friend. Don't miss two WrestleManias in a row. That's going to kill you. Speedy recovery. In other news. Due to the size and scale of the Alamo Dome, the entrance ramp during this week's Royal Rumble match was a long distance away from the ring, as many of us had noticed. As a result, the bigger WWE superstars had special help getting to the ring so they didn't have to run. A fan in attendance captured the likes of Big E, The Big Show, Mark Henry, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman all being driven to the ring in a golf cart. We was watching. We were watching the rest of the uh, Royal Rumble, and we were wondering: it's a long ramp. How are these guys going to get there in this time? I don't understand why they hit it. Just when we're talking about this, you guys said drive them to the ramp on those classic old school rings. The ring carts. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania 3. They've done it a couple of times since then. Uh, just do that. Why hide it? Just do it to everybody. But that's just my opinion. In other news. The Undertaker was struggling to get around backstage at the Royal Rumble event following the 30-man Royal Rumble match. During the match itself, WWE officials decided to put the dead man as one of the final entrants as to keep his ring activity to a minimal. uh, His recent surgery, which many believe he came back from too soon, has left him out of shape and limited more than ever. Undertaker reportedly agreed to return for WrestleMania season last year, delaying a much-needed hip replacement, which now won't happen until after WrestleMania or the inevitable retirement. Now, more than ever, it's looking like Taker may have to hang up his boots sooner rather than later. In other news, as noted last week, the current plan is to have Undertaker face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Well, there is actually a reason why this is happening. Fans will be behind Taker more than Roman Reigns, as most people in the E dislike Roman Reigns for some reason. McMahon has been wanting to make this match for a very long time, and as Undertaker's health is declining, there's not much WWE can get can do to get fans cheering for Roman Reigns. Taker is likely to not want to do this match next year, so now would be the time. There's talks of this match being a passing of the torch to Roman Reigns. There's not a clear decision if WWE wishes to make Roman Reigns the heel 
as of yet. It, it's seeming that the long-term plans are to make, sit down for this, Roman Reigns the face of the company. In other news. The current plans for John Cena going forward is for him to defend the WWE title inside of the Elimination Chamber this month. Bray Wyatt is rumored to win that match to set up the Wyatt vs. Randy Orton match at WrestleMania, but that has yet to be confirmed. In addition, there are also rumors of former champion AJ Styles vs. Shane McMahon at the event. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that he's got an impression that Cena's match at WrestleMania could be a celebration, but however, that is not necessarily good news. In other news, Kevin Owens retained the WWE Universal Championship. Once again, David Meltzer noted on his show that the Universal Championship will stop being defended on house shows. From Fastlane onwards, drawing comparisons to when The Rock won a title in 2013. The main event for Fastlane will likely be Kevin Owens vs. Goldberg for the Universal Championship with a Goldberg victory. This heavily implies that Goldberg will go on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar with the universal title on the line. And isn't that what we all want to see? In other news. Speaking of the universal title, the Orange County Choppers Twitter account recently posted a photo of a new title being made, which looks like an identical copy of the current universal championship. It's not clear what WWE intends when they intend to change the belt or what they even plan on changing the belt with although it's possible that it may just be a change in strap color or some other minor minor detail orange county choppers has done work with the wwe over the past several years including their redesign of the latest wwe world championship belt and the cruiser weight classic trophy which was mm, what can you do in other news Chris Jericho revealed in an interview that he plans to leave the WWE sometime in May of this year. Jericho extended his stay with the company last year following what can arguably be some of his best work. Jericho noted that his reasons for leaving are to focus on his band Fozzie, which he can't focus on whilst working with the WWE. He says, and I quote, it's time to get back into Fozzie and there are a couple other projects I've got going on because I don't do WWE part-time. I do it full-time. I come and go, yeah, but when I'm working there, I'm definitely a full-timer. There will be no wrestling from May. You don't do both at the same time. I've had a great year, which has gone way longer than it was supposed to. It was only supposed to be four months. Then it got extended to eight, then 12, and 16 wrestling will go on hold for a while which is the way i've been doing it since 2010 i will be sorry to see him go in other news conor mcgregor was recently in a q a session and was asked about stealing vince mcmahon strut when he makes his entrances to his fights he told fox sports i'm thinking Vince man must be pissed i don't give a fuck about vince mcmahon 
I stole that walk, and that walk is now mine. Not Vince or any of those fucks over in the WWE will do anything about it. That's my walk. I created that walk. I made that walk. What an asshole. You clearly ripped off Vince McMahon. Us wrestling fans know you did. Yeah, most of the people watch UFC. Don't put two and two together. What a fucking asshole. In other news. Dana White recently commented on Ronda Rousey's future on the UFC. On the UFC Unfiltered podcast. In a small but significant part of the interview, he said that he thinks Ronda Rousey is, quote unquote, probably done with MMA. He says, and I quote, in the conversations I had with her, if I had to say right now, right here, and again, I don't like saying right here, right now, because it's up to her, but I wouldn't say she fights again. I think she's probably done. With that, speculation will now naturally turn to Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Rousey, that's not a bad nickname, Ronda Rousey making the jump into professional wrestling, something which has been discussed ever since her appearance with The Rock at WrestleMania 31. But as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, I agree with the coach. Her time has come and gone. We'll see what happens. I'm sure if she does debut, she'll be fantastic and go straight into a program with Charlotte, I'm assuming, because that bitch ain't going to SmackDown. In other news... Becky Lynch recently was asked about the potential for an all-female Royal Rumble. I guess I do have listeners, because I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. She says, and I quote, I don't think we're that far off. The only thing is when you look through the roster of SmackDown and you look through the roster of Raw, we don't have that many women. That's it. That's the only problem. I think it's not outside the realm of possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen in the next year or two simply because we don't have that many women. Well, I'm assuming with the oncoming women's tournaments, whatever is yet to be named, we'll have an influx of women talent, and maybe next year we'll have an all-female rumble, which, like I said, I would love to see. Because your guys are putting... The females and men on the same platform. Why not give the women an all-female Royal Rumble? That'll be exciting. Start the show with them and the show with the men. Something I'm looking forward to. In other news, in addition to starring in E's reality TV sensation, Total Divas Nikki Bella will serve as an executive producer when the show returns for the back half of season six. On Wednesday, April 5th, she says, and um, quote, I'm honored and excited to have been made an executive producer of Total Divas. As a pioneer of the show, I want to use my expertise and creativity, not only in front of the cameras, but behind it as well. And my goal is to continue to make Total Divas one of the best reality programs on television. I'm a little behind on the first half of this season, but anybody can do it. My girl Nikki Bella can. So, best of luck to you. In other news, former WWE Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion Road Dog Jesse James recently got a promotion behind the scenes in the WWE. Road Dog and WWE writer Ryan Ward have been the two lead writers over on SmackDown Live for some time. Explain the line because SmackDown's awesome. 
and it's believed that Road Dogg's promotion gives him a spot that's actually above Ward at this point. Road Dogg is considered to be one of the top people within the quote-unquote inner circle of the company, working very closely with Triple H and Vince McMahon, which is no surprise. He's one of Triple H's boys. So, Road Dogg's awesome. No, but don't let him leave SmackDown. SmackDown's awesome. Don't give him the Raw. Give somebody else the Raw. Raw needs all the help they can get, but keep SmackDown the way it is. Keep him on SmackDown. Because SmackDown is clearly a show. Anybody disagree with me? No, because Green Man's not here. In other news. Ric Flair congratulated Cena on Twitter following his match against AJ Styles, like we said, which tied him with Flair for 16 world titles. He said, and I quote, congratulations on number 16, John Cena. Never forget, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. What does that mean? Could Ric Flair be coming out of retirement on the WWE programs? Doubt it. So that's probably just hyperbole and nothing's going to happen, but still fun to speculate. In other news, Kevin Nash posted on Instagram that he's undergoing surgery for a torn rotator cuff, a detached rotator cuff, and a torn bicep and a torn labrum. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this guy doing? in his 50s he's got all this shit going on this will be his 31st surgery as he has had many over the years 31st I think one more he gets a free sandwich at Albapol in other news MLW radio podcast says this is for you green man season 1 and 2 of Lucha Underground will now be on Netflix as of February 15th. So, happy Valentine's Day to you all. In other news. And finally, the Rock and Roll Express are the latest names to be rumored to be inducted into the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame class. So far, we got Kurt Angle. Uh, Green Man, before his departure, what rumored that is going to be Robson Rick Food, DDP, and now we got the Hall of Famers potential, Rock and Roll Express. Let's see what happens. Damn, that was a good Ric Flair shot. I'm going to go see if Mike's still at the bar. I'm a little parched. A lot of news. Talking for a long time, as you guys can attest to. Take a little break. Come back again to some raw cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown, Cheers and Heat. Boom. All right. Time to get in some Raw Cheese and Heels. Just me, so... 
hopefully you agree or disagree. If you do either, please let me know at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. As we all know by now, SmackDown is clearly the better show, so let's do us all a favor and breeze right through Raw. First thing any straight guy's got to know is got to cheer Stephanie McMahon. Can't tell us too hot. Uh, Stephanie looks smoking hot. Um, that top, the hair, the makeup, the attitude, that persona. Stephanie looked hot. Triple H, you are one lucky son of a bitch. That's some bitch. One word. No surprise here. We got to cheers Paul Heyman. Surprise, surprise. Paul Heyman cut a great promo. Paul Heyman is pretty much the only thing that is making this Lesnar-Goldberg feud worthwhile. I don't know how he did it. WrestleMania 20, I don't think he had Lesnar back then. Um, I think Heyman back then. Cheers to Nia Jax. Dominating once again the boss, Sasha Banks. First of all, poor Sasha Banks. How the mighty have fallen. She was in the first Hell in a Cell match. Uh, the first Iron Woman's match. And now she's delegated to the kickoff show in a feud against Nia Jax. But, hey, Nia Jax. If you want to dominate someone more your size, inbox at a shot of wrestling.com, bang. Hope to hear from you soon. Cheer this last week. We're going to cheer this. Uh, cheers it again this week. Rusev. He's keeping up with the handsome Rusev gimmick. He made a good point last week about Big Cass and Big E. And now he's keeping it up with the handsome Rusev. I like what he's doing. Hope he keeps it up. But I don't know where this is going. Is he going to get into a feud with Big E? Or is he going to get into a feud with Big Cass? I don't know. But keep it up, handsome Rusev. My final cheers is because I've only cheers Raw this week. Raw wasn't that bad. I could obviously cheers the promo of the year by Triple H. Everyone was butthurt of that. Um, what's his name? Finn Balor and Samoa Joe were not in the Rumble. And as we've seen, they do know better than us because Samoa Joe's debut this past week was much better and well executed than it would have been if he entered the Rumble at number 30. His surprise debut, his surprise attack on Seth Rollins for no reason. We don't know why he has a problem with Seth Rollins. He's in Triple H's pocket. Is he the new guy? Wait. Seth Rollins was the guy, right? Yeah. Roman Reigns is the man. Or she's the man. I'm not confused. But cheers to Enzo Amore and Big Cass. I think only those two could come up with an entire promo based solely on The Wizard of Oz. Well, The Wizard of Oz has a soft spot in my heart for many reasons. So I appreciated that. But yeah, Samoa Joe's debut, much better than it would have been in the Rumble. So I'm curious to know, you guys who were upset that he did not debut in the Rumble, 
how did you guys feel when he did debut on Raw in box at a shot of wrestling? I'm curious. No, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Time to move on to the A show, the better show, the Blue Brand Smackdown. Cheers. A lot of good choices for the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, it should be a great match since most limited, lim, Elimination Chamber matches are usually pretty entertaining. And clearly there's enough talent to have a memorable match. That one that we won't forget anytime soon. Plus, you know, as The Miz. So it's definitely going to be awesome. Um, a big heel for SmackDown for me this week. The tag team division. The tag team division has been forgotten on SmackDown. Much like Raw. Uh, and that's disappointing. But I hope that's a situation the creative team over at SmackDown can rectify in the next couple months. But that was just a random brawl. No sense, no rhyme, no reason. It was just a random brawl to try to remember that SmackDown does in fact have a tag team division. Every tag team came down. It wasn't well planned or well executed. It was just a confusing overall poor segment. They try to save it on Talking Smack. Mm, didn't work for me. The tag team turmoil now at Elimination Chamber. What does that even mean? Is it is it six teams against each other? Is it going to be like a gauntlet match? They made it seem like it was going to be a gauntlet match, but we'll see what happens. Elimination Chamber and we can have. Can't wait. Cheers to Natalia hiring her own security team. Well done. Nice little play. Nice little add-on to this rivalry. A rivalry they have done a great job building in the past couple of months. Outside that one promo, I believe I healed a couple weeks ago. Because that one promo didn't add to this rivalry this week. Her hiring her own security did add to it. Uh, this has been a great rivalry build. I should say great. Good. Good rivalry build. Without doing a singles match at all. Without a definitive ending. I believe they did one. But the ending wasn't clean. So we have Natalia versus Nikki Bella at Elimination Chamber. Will it end the feud? Or will we see it end at WrestleMania? See, I can't do WrestleMania as good as Green Man does. Can you? Stay tuned. Heal the new James Ellsworth. Although, to be fair, I healed the old James Ellsworth. Carmella had a squash match, and thank God it did. But her squash match... Her squash match was just there. To put over the idea that Ellsworth will cheat to help her win matches. Okay, great. Alright, and... Next. Ooh, another heel. Couldn't heal Abel's boy, Baron Corbin. He's fast becoming my boy. He's up and coming. He had a great showing the past few months. I've cheered him several times. 
He is holding his own against the likes of John Cena, against the likes of AJ Styles, against the likes of Dean Ambrose. And even in the Rumble itself, he had a great showing, and he was the guy who eliminated Braun Strowman. But the reason for my cheer heel, I'm sorry, heel, is that you have this momentum, you have this build, you have this push coming to you. You came out to do commentary against The Miz, who's the greatest of all time. You had this match interference, which kind of put you as a legit contender for the title, but yet you're wearing low-rise skinny jeans? I don't know who his image consultant is. Your glam squad that we all hear about the divas, women's, I'm sorry, women's wrestlers, bragging about somebody do something with Ron, uh, Baron Corbin. Your shirt's cool, cut off, great. You don't need low-rise, cut-off, tight jeans. Or something else, not low-rise jeans. That's weird. Did not want to say that word. I wanted to say. I'm gonna bonus cheers. I watched Talking Smack this week. Bonus cheers. That Naomi is the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Which, if you did talk, watch Talking Smack, I do agree that why did SmackDown only have one match on the Royal Rumble? It was a four-hour show. We had a six-women's match on the pre-show. The women's division was not represented on the main show. That's fine, but the tag team division wasn't either. Only had one match on the Royal Rumble. But I mentioned last week I cheered Naomi's return because I hope that she would become the number one contender and lo and behold she is. Um Greenman, does that count as a does that does that count as a uh, revelation, a prediction? I don't know how you scale this inbox at a shot of wrestling, if you agree with me. But congratulations to Naomi. It's been a while. It's been a long time. And I'm happy to finally see her get her shot. She won't win. She won't win. She's not going to her hometown as champion. But she will definitely tear the house down and deliver. Now the ratings. SmackDown was far better show. Raw was the best it's been in a while. But SmackDown was better. Monday's episode of Raw, featuring the fallout of Sunday's Royal Rumble, drew a 3.6 million viewers, which was up significantly from last week's 3.2 million. The episode, however, was the most watched since the post-WrestleMania 32 episode of Raw, which drew an average, an average of 4.1 on April 4th. 2016 Smackdown also did see a bump in their ratings Smackdown drew a 2.8 million which is up from 2.6 from last week however the good news is that Smackdown finished the night number one on cable in the key demographic of 18 to 49 which means it beat Curse of Oak Island Christopher Oak Island this week was a filler. 
You didn't learn anything. Who cares? If you missed Oak Island this week, you didn't miss anything. Watch next week. They're building to the season finale. They're building to a cliffhanger. Building to nothing. <sighs> yeah. That was raw. That was raw. And SmackDown. SmackDown's quickly building to the Elimination Chamber. It's only a week away at this point. The thing with having uh, pay-per-views both brands in a month. It's quick. Fastlane will be fast eh, approaching. I think I'm talking about this. I mean, one month, one pay-per-view. You have February for SmackDown, March for Raw, and then you have WrestleMania. That's way off topic. Surprise, surprise, I'm finished with my drink. I have to hit the little boys' room, see if Megan is still working. I'll be right back with some go-home thoughts. the youngest of eight children in Houston, Texas, Booker T's journey was destined to be anything but easy. Persevering through an underprivileged upbringing. I knew I had did wrong. That was not the life I wanted to live. Booker would garner strength from family to ascend to the very top of his craft, becoming one of the most captivating superstars of all time. We're taking our first look at a new tag team. Booker T's career began in 1989. Teaming with his brother Stevie Ray, the unique duo would quickly become fan favorites. We've been training long and hard. Booker's natural charisma would attract the attention of WCW, where he would go on to become a five-time world champion. Five-time. Look at the fans standing and they're raising the roots with Booker T. A fundamental superstar of WCW, it was inevitable that Booker would eventually bring his talents to WWE, where his personality would shine, both in and out of the ring. I came here to give the people what they came to see. Yes, there it is! Bitteroni! He's funny. Will you please tell her to quit looking at me? Charismatic. I feel like a fool with this outfit on. Everything about Booker is Booker. <laughs> His real personality turned up to the max. You know what they call WrestleMania in France? Tell him, Eddie. Eddie! WrestleMania. I always remember Booker for having one of the most expressive faces. He feels it, JR. Oh, this crowd feels it. Booker T feels it. Man, can you dig that sucker? While winning over the hearts of the WWE universe, Booker would continue capturing numerous championships, including the coveted King of the Ring. This would catapult Booker to his sixth World Heavyweight Championship. The poor kid from Houston, Texas has risen to the top. And in 2013, Booker would reach the pinnacle of sports entertainment by being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. My wife, my queen, 
I say I do a thousand times over. Athlete, entertainer, family man. Booker also continues to give back to the next generation of WWE superstars. Yeah, baby! It is a life story. This is where you can come from, and this is where you can go. In honor of Black History Month, WWE is and a proud shot of to celebrate the life and career of Booker T. Well, that's it. We've come to a end of another episode. Episode 50. Yeah, well, I promised a big announcement, and I guess here it is. As you mentioned in the beginning of the show, Green Man has been future endeavored. And I've had a fine time doing the show by myself. Full creative control. Uh, thanks to Mike over at the bar. But do you enjoy listening to just me and my opinions? I bet that you don't. So... Do you want to come and talk to me about wrestling? Do you have the stamina and testicular fortitude to come to Omega Studios, which is in New York City, every week and talk about wrestling? Do you have... Opinions that are your own and do not mimic me and we can enter a debate on why Smackdown Live is way better than Raw. Well, a shot of wrestling is about to embark on its first co-host search. As much fun as this has been, I need a co-host, I need an Andy Richter to play off of, I need an Ed McMahon to play off of. So do you have the stamina, the time, the knowledge to host, co-host a wrestling podcast that is done weekly? You too! Can become an internet sensation, much as Green Men has. Much like Doink, Kane, The Undertaker, in its early inception, The Mask. I own the right to Green Man. Do you think you can become the next Green Man? Do you? think you can go to Wrestlemania do you think you can go to local indie events and draw attention to yourself a shot of wrestling is looking for a new co-host a shot of wrestling potentially is looking for a new green man if you think you have what it takes to do such inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. Sierra Hotel. Do 
I will go through the entries. First, tell me why you want to host this show and why I should pick you. It could be any reason. I don't, I'm not picky. I don't care. Don't try to... Um, don't try to, how do you say, win me over with my favorites and what you think I want to read. Write what you like about wrestling. Write your first memory. Write what got you into this profession. Write what you want to get out of it. Write what you want to, why you want to host, co-host a podcast. We'll see what happens from there. Green Man is not coming back anytime soon. So, unless you want to hear me ramble on like I just did for the last hour and a half. Inbox at a shot of wrestling. Why? I should pick you. Narrow it down. We'll, we'll go from there. Requirements are you should be legally enough, old enough to drink. I did the show this week by myself. I was not supposed to. I was supposed to do it. The voice. The voice is married. He has children. Uh, recording day came around. His children were not healthy enough. And his wife decided that she needed him to stay home. As we all know, Abel Greenman had a baby. His wife did not let him come out because she needs him at home to raise their especially brand new inborn. So the requirements are, like I just said, you need to be old enough to drink. If you are married, that's fine. I do not care. Don't be married to children. Alright? Because, as I just mentioned, I've had a couple other co-hosts possibilities and they have not been able to do the show because of kids. So... If you're married, that's fine. Don't be married with children because kids get in the way. If you're planning on having kids, that's fine. No problem. I love kids and we can just ride your coattails for the next nine months. That's all I got for this week. Hope you enjoyed. I certainly did. That Ric Flair shot. Oof. During a break, I had Megan come back and give me another one. That's fucking fantastic. I highly recommend you guys try that at home. If you have a shot you want to recommend, inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. If you want Green Man to come back, if you want Green Man to not stay home with his kid. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WWE Greenman. Hit him up. He'll cave in the peer pressure. I know he will. But if he doesn't, if you want to be the new Greenman, like I said, inbox and shot to wrestling, follow questions. It is late. I am tired. I need to go home. Watch. 30 for 30, this was the XFL. Watch 24-7. 
WrestleMania Dallas. So for Mike the Bartender and for nobody else, I have been your host, Michael J. Putty. Un- and until next week, Putty out. Hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>